When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To the NFL we go where we're talking playoffs, divisional round. Let's get it, folks. Two of the most electric quarterbacks, C.J. Stroud and the Texans, head to the Charm City to take on Lamar Jackson and the Ravens Saturday, 4-15. And the Texans, heavy nine-point underdogs. But Stroud, he shocked us before, Mad Dog. I know you like to bet. Uh, for the nightcap, another quarterback that pulled off the unthinkable, Jordan Love and his Packers head to San Fran to face the loaded Niners, who've gotten close but have yet to win it all with this iteration. Here's Kyle Shanahan on that task ahead. In here, so, you know, we were doing it that day. We had mixed in a little bit earlier in the week, you know, hit up a couple teams, but um, started really focusing on them halfway through the second quarter. <laughs> then they scored at the end of the second quarter, so I kind of did both at halftime, and then third quarter I was set on one team. Mm, look who's here. Hello, Kimberly hello, hello. A. Martin, a ray of sunshine. Good to see hello. you. Uh, okay, tell me this. Is there more pressure on Baltimore or San Francisco to advance? I think it's the 49ers, and here's why. I think when you look at the 49ers, they're in win-now mode every year. Mm-hmm. And I think they've been at the doorstep of the Super Bowl. They've been in the Super Bowl, and they haven't gotten it done. I think when you look at Baltimore – this could potentially be the beginning of that two-roll window opening, where I understand they have a lot of unrestricted free agents. I understand Patrick Queen may not be on this roster next year. They have decisions to make. But when I look at the 49ers, you look at Trent Williams. How long is he playing? We always talk about the health of these vets. We always talk about this team is so talented, they have to win it all. And it's not just, it's not just the roster. It's also the coaching. Look at who they've lost in the last few years. They've lost Mike McDaniel. They've lost Robert Sala. Say what you want about how he's done with the Jets. But they lost excellent defensive coordinator in San Francisco. They've lost now D'Amico Ryans, right? And they keep plugging along. But on the personnel side, they just lost Adam Peters. They recently lost Rand Carthon. Like, there is, there is how, you, how you win and build a champion is through coaching and also personnel, the people making the decisions. And the 49ers have lost a lot as much as they are still at the doorstep of winning a Super Bowl but I think they are running out of time with this roster constructed the way it is to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I think it's a very interesting question, and I do think the two people who have the most pressure on them, one of them is Shanahan. And by the way, I'm worried about these games this weekend. Why? Because you got three low seeds in Green Bay, okay. Tampa, and Houston who are big underdogs and could easily get blown out in the games. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Green Bay lost this game 34-13, would anybody be surprised? If Houston lost this game, you know, by the same score and have a rough game in Baltimore against that defense, would you be surprised? And you got to like the Lions to beat Tampa at home. So that would worry me a little bit about the quality of the games. But having said that, the thing I would say, this is, a, this is it for Lamar Jackson now. I know Shanahan, I understand he hasn't won one yet, and they've blown some games. Let's be fair on Lamar. They gave him $185 million. Wait, are we being fair on Lamar? Yes, we are. Okay. Because everybody puts Lamar in this high level. He hasn't earned it yet. He's 1-3 in in the playoffs. They've scored 13 points a game in his four playoff games. 13. He's 0-2 at home. 
His quarterback rating is 68.9. I heard for years, well, he didn't have any receivers. Then I heard for years he had a bad offensive coordinator. Then I heard for years he's a young guy, give him a chance. I've heard all these excuses, no more, okay? You got two home games, you're going to win the MVP, deservedly so. You got two home games, you're playing a novice team in Houston. It's a young team with a young quarterback who's played great, but it's a young team. And then you got to get through the Mahomes-Allen winner, win the two games. So to me, there is no excuse. And, you know, Harbaugh likes to defend him, and everybody likes to be careful. I got a lot of Ravens friends who want to tell me how great. Lamar, no excuses. Win the two games. I, I don't want to hear about, well, you know what, my receiver is hurt. So, uh-uh, two games. Shanahan's a great coach. Eventually, he's going to win a Super Bowl. I am not sure if Lamar, we're going to find out. You know, Prescott, we all wait, wait, went crazy on Prescott. How did it work out for him on Sunday afternoon? You can make an argument he may never win a Super Bowl. And if Lamar lays an egg in one of these two games, as he's laid eggs in four so far in the postseason, there's going to be a lot of people going to come down on him. He's got to play well. You don't think Lamar – sorry, Kimberly, real quick. You don't think Lamar deserves more credit than Dak in terms of – not in the what he's season, done, doesn't. but in terms of just what he's done this far. Well, he's won two MVPs. Yeah, that's so what I mean. So from that standpoint, he has to and get a unanimous credit. MVP. Yeah, and he deserves it. But has he has he played well in postseason <clears throat> play? The answer is no. Stephen A. I'm going to roll with the 49ers on this one. Obviously, there's a lot of pressure on Lamar Jackson because he got the bag, no doubt about it. And he's one and three in the playoffs, and of course, he's got something to prove. Uh, but what about Kyle Shanahan? Wasn't he the offensive coordinator with a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl calling plays for the Atlanta Falcons, and that collapsed? What about Kyle Shanahan? Didn't he have the lead in the fourth quarter against Kansas City when Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs came back and won their first Super Bowl title? What about that guy? And so I think that when we look at Kyle Shanahan here, and I'm looking at the San Francisco 49ers, and I don't hold last year against them at all. No team in NFL history lost four quarterbacks. I will not hold them accountable for that. They lost all four quarterbacks. They literally had to line up a running back behind center and couldn't throw the football for the last three quarters of an NFC championship game against the Philadelphia Eagles. One could easily argue that based on what we've seen uh, San Francisco do to the Philadelphia Eagles this season, if they had a quarterback last season, they may have been in the Super Bowl and the Eagles may have never gotten there. And it would have been the 49ers versus the Chiefs in a rematch, but that's not what transpired. I'm looking at this right now, however. With the season that the San Francisco 49ers have had, with picking up Christian McCaffrey, with having Debo Samuels and a George Kittle and an Ayuk, all right, and a Kyle Shanahan calling plays, they have an NFL high nine Pro Bowl selections. Okay, Brock Purdy is one of only of the eight divisional playoff quarterbacks who weren't a first-round pick, okay, but they're still here, all right? They're number three in both scoring offense and scoring defense this season and number two in total offense, all right? And Kyle Shanahan has reached – Three NFC Championship games and a Super Bowl since 2019. When the hell are you going to close the deal? When are you going to get it done? I do understand what we're saying about Lamar Jackson. And if it's Lamar Jackson against somebody else, you can make a compelling argument in that regard, uh, Doggy. But this is about the Ravens or the 49ers. We didn't expect the Ravens to be this good. We didn't expect them to be here. And props to John Harbaugh and the Baltimore Ravens for doing what they did with a new offensive coordinator, some new personnel, particularly with wide receivers, with Lamar Jackson finally getting his bag and what have you. But we were thinking about Cincinnati and Joe Burrow. We were thinking about Miami. We were thinking about Baltimore. We were thinking about Kansas City. In the case of the 49ers, we've had the 49ers on our mind all season long, and they've been knocking on the door, knocking on the door, knocking on the door for the last five years. They have yet to kick it down. It's time to kick it down. Well, I would push back a little bit, Stephen. Not 
no one was thinking about the Baltimore Ravens because preseason, I predicted the Ravens would be in the Super Bowl along with the 49ers because doggy. I believe in the talent that Lamar Jackson has. I know you love your little almanacs. I know you love history. I know you it's can so tell me you bring that. who did this in 1845. I get all that. But when you talk to me about Lamar Jackson's playoff history, to leave out the context of what Lamar Jackson is doing this season, what we've seen, I think you can't talk about how he hasn't done this in the playoffs and not bring up the fact that he is a different player. That Lamar Jackson, we have seen this season, has risen to the occasion. He is, we all expect him to be the MVP this season because of what he's been able to do talent-wise. He's not looking to tuck and run. He is scrambling, looking to kill you down the field. He has weapons. How they have surrounded him with talent is a big deal. And this Ravens team looks a lot different. Lamar Jackson has raised his level. Yes, the stakes are high for Lamar Jackson as the MVP, but one of the things that people criticized Brock Purdy for in the MVP conversation was, oh, well, look at this team, it's loaded. He ain't, he ain't all that. I could be the quarterback on that team. That's what people say. Well, if the team is so loaded, then you need to win the Super Bowl now. That, that's how I see it. That's fair. Now, we said the same thing about Dak Prescott. Great year. 36 touchdown passes, nine INTs. McCarthy got the best out of him. And at the end of the day, what happened? Prescott threw for 87 yards, two pick sixes in the first, uh, two picks, two interceptions in the first half, one of them the pick six. If Lamar gets outplayed by Stroud and they lose the game and he doesn't play that great, mm -hmm. what does the regular season mean? Nothing. What are the chances you think that happens? Wow. Listen, like where, where are you and Fat Rob putting your money uh -oh. this weekend uh -oh. on ESPN Bet? Fat Rob, all America. Yes. Doggy, can I, can I give you a little stat? Because you appreciate those things. Do you <laughs> know that since the San Francisco 49ers won the Super Bowl in 1994 with Steve Young, primetime Deion Sanders, Jerry Rice, and those brothers, do you know that since that year, the San Francisco 49ers have been to seven NFC Championship games and two Super Bowls? But they haven't won a championship. Good they have a They have a longer drought than the Dallas Cowboys. That's an excellent point. Great stat, Steve. Excellent job. That was good. 100%. Steve, great suit today, too. He looks good. You're really bringing your A game from L.A. You here's, must have had a good night last night. Here's what I'll do with Fat Rob. You ready? Good nights. Yeah. You ready, Stevie? For okay, Fat don't Rob? be weird. <laughs> this is going to be one of those I can't lose either way. Uh-oh. I will go crazy. Look at you looking well, at me. Well, I want to know. I want to know if you're putting your money on C.J. Stroud. Puff your chest no, out. I would have put it on Lamar. Lamar. Then get out of oh here. God, then get, 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 then get go the home. Get off the Because you're a hypocrite. No, you're a hypocrite. That, that's the way to get do it. That's messed okay, up. You see it. You so see what it, do you believe? All I want to know. What do you believe? All, 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 all I want to know is that uh, you're gonna eat. Are you gonna eat some gummies while you while you're doing this? Oh, you're well, damn right. That's a given. Saturday afternoon, right. 420. Hey, 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 Kimberly, 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 Kimberly. Yes. I must Does your say, your wife know about this. Yes. Finally, finally, the dress matches with Sir. the fingernails. Sir, yeah, yes. Kim, Kim, Kim looks yes. stunning. I, yes. looks stunning with today. the fingernails. Yeah, Sky. Finally, yeah. finally. That's, that's his, right, that's his way right. of saying that you look great. Just say I look nice, Stephen, and, yeah. and keep it moving. Just, yeah, seriously. All, all right, let's go to break. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. The NFL schedule drops this week. 
And you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Thanks so much for listening to the pod. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited double miles on every purchase every day, and you can use those miles on any travel purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. Your next trip is closer than you think with the Venture Card from Capital One. Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Our Adam Schefter reported last night that Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh interviewed with the Falcons. Harbaugh also interviewed with the Chargers earlier this week. And after another disappointing early exit in which the Cowboys were stunned by Jordan Love and the Packers, Dallas owner Jerry Jones was asked about the future of head coach Mike McCarthy and said, quote, I haven't thought one second about it. Let's bring in a former Cowboy. Should we do that? I think we should. There he is, my guy, Swaggo. Um, Swaggo, could you play a little matchmaker for me? What do you think would be the better marriage? Would it be Belichick and the Cowboys, you know, opposites attract, or Harbon Chargers, maybe both a little Hollywood? What do you think? Yeah, I think Harbaugh and Chargers for me. Um, Dallas is always about how much and Stephen A. knows this. We were sitting on set when Mike McCarthy was hired in Dallas. It's all about how much of the reins will Jerry Jones give away when it comes to making personnel decisions. We watched the Dallas Cowboys spend the entire season playing without a linebacker. It ended up biting them in every loss. So the general manager makes those type of decisions and moves. But when I look at the Los Angeles Chargers, and I think from a team building aspect, I think about a quarterback that's already in place where Jim Harbaugh, really his expertise lies as far as maybe getting Justin Herbert to a level where this, where this team actually win games. Now, don't get me wrong. Bill Belichick is a good fit in Los Angeles as well. I'm just thinking about longevity. How long is Bill Belichick going to coach? I think the Los Angeles Chargers with Jim Harbaugh needs to have not only longevity, but build a winning culture. And he's done it every place he's been. So I think Harbaugh and the Chargers would be a better marriage. Yeah, um, I'll say two things here. I think the issue with Dallas is the owner more than it is the coach. I mean, Jerry Jones sucks all the oxygen out of the room. He should go away. He should not be involved. He should hire a GM because he's never going to win. But I'll also say this to be fair. Uh, Stevie and Swagoo, you would agree. If I ask you to rank the top ten coaches in the league, McCarthy would not be one of the top ten. He's not better than Tomlin. He's not better than Harbaugh. He's not better than Andy Reid. He's not better than Belichick. He's not better than LaFleur. He's not better than the top ten coach. Shanahan. So these are the Dallas Cowboys – where they're the biggest franchise in American sport, maybe the Yankees, but they're the biggest franchise in American sport and doesn't have a top-ten coach. So how could the biggest franchise in American sport worth, what is it worth, $9 billion? How in the world could he not have a top-ten coach? He doesn't have a top-ten coach. And I'm not saying it's all McCarthy's fault. You're preaching. But this is ridiculous. So you got to bring Belichick in there. Preaching. Because Belichick is the best coach in the history of the NFL outside of Lombardi. you got to bring him in there. So you got the best coach available who might be the best coach in the history of the National Football League, and you're not going to keep him when you can't win a playoff game? 
And you're not going to go after him? That's ridiculous. And as far as the whole thing with Harbaugh is concerned, listen, the owner never spends any money. It's a lousy market. They, they're a renter to the Rams. They should be in San Diego. Having said all that, it's Herbert. He is so good, I think. Harbaugh's great with the quarterbacks. He's won at every level. I think he hit it right in the head. So to me, Stevie, you're next. Harbaugh with the Chargers. Swagoo nailed it. And I don't know what Jones is waiting for. I mean, geez, you got the best coach in the world sitting out there, wanting to coach, and he's going to sit there and think about it? That is absolutely absurd. Those are my two points. Well, first of all, I, I don't think I, I don't I don't classify either as a better scenario. I think Harbaugh is perfect for the Chargers. I think Belichick is perfect for the for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, when I think about Harbaugh, I think about Harbaugh being an individual uh, that that you know he's from the Bay Area and coached San Francisco after he had coached at Stanford, right? He played at Michigan and then coached at Michigan. So familiarity breeds uh, you know success for him. And I think that if you follow along those lines, if you're the Chargers, I think it's a necessary high. You know, you interviewed him this week. I don't know how you let him out of the building without an offer personally because it's one right. of those situations where, you know, in the market of Los Angeles, there's a lot of distractions. There's a lot to do. There's a lot of other options for your entertainment and your enjoyment. You don't have to go and support the Chargers. Now, SoFi Stadium is a big-time habitat. Let me tell you that right now. I've been there on several occasions. I love that stadium. And they show up to support the Chargers in the arena, but I'm talking about the city, the vibe. You don't hear people talk about the Chargers the way you hear them talking about the Rams. Certainly not the way they talk about the Lakers or the Dodgers. And so knowing that you moved from San Diego to Los Angeles, you need a splash at head coach. Here's what we must concede. If you're the Chargers, from an organizational perspective, you have to let go of your GM too because he hired three coaches over his 10 or 11 year period and didn't have much success. And so you got to bring somebody on board that has a name, that has gravitas, that has the ability to magnetize a fan base and draw them to the organization. That's Harbaugh. We must concede that's no longer Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick yeah. is, the, is maybe the greatest coach who ever lived. And he's certainly the greatest coach of the modern era. But he's also the guy who forced out Tom Brady, convinced Kraft it was going to be okay, that Brady was done, turns around, Tom Brady wins without him, and he nosedives over a period of four years. Not only in terms of not picking the right personnel, because he only picked two All-Pros, a kicker and a punter, by the way, over the last decade, but also after forcing Tom Brady out and having, and having a guy like Mac Jones, he turns around and essentially ruins this guy's career, or at the very least the next couple of seasons, because he brings in Matt Patricia and Joe Judge as offensive coordinators. That combined with his evaluation shows he no longer has any business making personnel decisions. But that's also what makes him perfect for Dallas. Because if you're Jerry Jones, you're not going to give up the power. You want the power to pick the players. You want the power to pick and assemble the roster along with Stephen Jones. Well, guess what? You have an incredibly potent argument to make against Bill Belichick that that's the last thing he needs to be doing. He needs to focus on the players that are given to him and maxing out their potential. There's no other organization, any organization, that would try to make that argument against Bill Belichick would win. But there's no organization that Bill Belichick should be more receptive to than the Dallas Cowboys because you already have enough talent on the squad to contend for a Super Bowl championship. If they have better coaching, 
Okay, this past Sunday, it would have been different. And so if you're Jerry Jones, it's important to recognize that, yes, you have to, Jerry Jones, be perfectly fine with being the president and the GM, but not the coach. Stay the hell out of the way or the coach, because we know you got no business questioning Bill Belichick when it comes to that. Bill Belichick, you focus on coaching, because we know you've got no business demanding power upstairs in terms of picking the <laughs> roster, because we've seen how dilatory with your duties you have been over the past decade in that regard. It's very, Stephen very A. Stephen Stephen A., I, I get what you're saying about delegating responsibility and with the Bill Belichick situation in Dallas. The problem is Jerry is the GM. I, I, like, it, it don't take a rocket scientist, and I'm sure what we know, Bill Belichick knows as well. I, I'm with you. Bill Belichick has done an awful job offensively bringing in the amount of talent that you need to win in today's football and also expanding an offense and changing philosophically of what you need to be offensively. We all can understand that the proof is in the putting this on the field. Defensively is where I would think he would be. it would be most advantageous for you to hire him as a head coach because a culture that he could create within the locker room based on Jerry, not being too in, not interfering too much, and you would hope he would do that with a person with Bill Belichick's type of cachet. But that side of the ball needs some personnel upgrades, which is what you trust Bill Belichick to do because that's never been a question if he can bring guys in defensively. When it gets to hardball, though, and it gets to the Los Angeles Chargers, you are exactly right. It's cachet, but more importantly, it's about team building with a young quarterback. And we've seen him reach the mountaintop, even though he didn't win a Super Bowl. We've seen him in this situation before yeah. have a tremendous amount of success. We are thinking Bill can calm Dallas, which is my argument that as long as Jerry Jones is making the decisions about personnel, I don't care who the coach is. They will not calm Dallas. And don't forget, I was there with Bill Parcells. And if Bill Parcells couldn't have 100% control, I don't know if we thinking that Bill Belichick just going to walk in with his resume to do that. If it's yeah. anybody, it should be Bill Belichick. I'm just not sure if Jerry is but willing remember, to guys, work, But remember, it. guys, when Bill Belichick arrived, he had – he had the resume and, more importantly, the cachet at that particular moment in time to push Jerry in terms of not uh, of having more control. Bill Belichick, I'm saying Bill Belichick has lost that luster. Bill Belichick, the coach, there's nothing to question. We know he's brilliant. Bill Belichick, the executive, the GM, the guy that's picking the players, he has to shut the hell up and stand down. His resume has been tarnished. He is in no position to make any demands about power beyond coaching. And that's exactly a, that's the ideal position for, for, for Jerry Jones to be in if you want Bill Belichick to come on board. I understand what you're saying about the construction of the delegation of power between Jerry Jones being the general manager and picking the players. But what I'm saying is that's also a problem. Bill Belichick has his issues with picking players. Jerry is also a problem with being a general manager as well. If we are going to sit here and say on this television, when it gets to football, that Jerry did enough to win a Super Bowl this year, we are lying to the people that's watching us. Stephen A. and Mad Dog, the Dallas Cowboys played without a linebacker in professional football. 
and thought that they were going to go win a Super Bowl. In what other world do we think that that is going to happen if we just pay attention to the rest of the things that has happened throughout the league? Is that Jerry or is that McCarthy? Is that Jerry or is that McCarthy? Stephen A. And Quinn. That's your question. It's... It's Jerry. Stephen A., if you're a general manager, your number one, your number one job is to identify where you're weak at in your roster and build to make that a strength. If you're good at your job, if that's what you're paying attention to, for him to go a year without doing it, they lost Leighton Vanderesh like week five. And for you to go a year, Stephen A., how many times did we come on first take week in and week out and talk about Dallas not being able to stop the run? How many we times talked about, did we come We here talked talk about, about it on several occasions, but we also saw did you? Mike McCarthy, along with Dan Quinn, along with players on the defensive side of the ball, bragging about what they thought they could do. They thought their defense was elite. I'm not I'm saying this is what I'm saying to you, Swagoo. When are we going to stop blaming and holding Jerry Jones accountable for that? Those dudes were telling us, you were telling them to shut up. You were telling them, yo, y'all, what you going to do? Doggy was on the air saying, excuse me, Michael Parsons, you're not the second coming to Lawrence Taylor. I mean, just stop it right now. Just stop it right now. We saw Demarcus Lawrence sitting up there talking about we're going to punch him in the mouth again and all of this other stuff. They were bragging about what? How am I blaming Jerry Jones for that? They are men. Stephen they a. do have these positions. Stephen a. They, 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 come on, Stephen man. A. We can't blame Jerry come Jones on, for everything. Come, no, you come, <laughs> you come on. You come on. I just sat here and gave you the definition of what a general manager is supposed to do. I don't give a damn what the players are saying. I don't care about that. What I care about is a general manager, Brad, 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 Brad Holmes in, uh, in Detroit. Right, we giving him a lot of credit for it. He's done a phenomenal job. A lot of it has been do- done through the draft. Some of it been done via trade. Jerry Jones sat there as the general manager, the guy that makes the decision about improving your team. We've applauded Howie Roseman, even though Philly season went bad at the end. We applauded him for making moves and improving on his team in order to try to win the Super Bowl. We applaud San Francisco for going out and get Christian McCaffrey. I listened to you talk about the Chase Young move from Washington would be one of the more important moves of the season for San Francisco. That's a team that's been to the NFC Championship and the Super Bowl in the last five years. Can you point to the move that that Dallas made that gives you that feeling? Just tell me one move that they made that you thought put them over the top to put them I in thought, a position to I win a thought, Super Bowl. I thought when they went out in the offseason and got Stephon Gilmore, I, I even heard you raving about them. And obviously Trayvon Diggs it, goes down. So wait a minute. Are you asked you asked me a direct question. I'm saying you said you. Not just on first take, not just on get up, but on NFL Live as well and on Monday Night Football with your four damn jobs. The fact of the matter is you were saying this defense could make some noise. Now, I understand they're lightning, you know what? And obviously you get the, you penetrate the interior, the, the defensive line, you get into the second, the second layer, third layer. Obviously they soft because they're lightning, you know what? But they got speed and quickness. They can get to the passer. They were front runners. I was saying stuff like that. It was y'all that was giving me pushback about this defense. And so now that they don't show up, now that they don't show up, that's on Jerry. 
I'm saying, yo, y'all. Stephen A. Mike McCarthy, Dan Quinn, who is a head coaching candidate, by the way, a leading candidate for head coaching jobs in the National Football League just a week ago, and how de- elite this defense was. They get bum-rushed on a Sunday afternoon once the playoffs begins, and, oh, we all saw it coming. No, Stephen A. saw it coming. A whole bunch of people did not. Stephen A., when we talked about Dallas defense, what did we talk about the weakness of this defense being? Against the run. The inability to stop the run. Okay. So, do you think a linebacker helps you do that or they don't? No, they, a linebacker helps you do that. Yes, I'm aware of that. And who's supposed, to, who's supposed to know that for an NFL organization? The general the ge- manager. Fine. Fine. All right, I'm guys. saying, what about McCarthy and Quinn? All right, we let that roll. Stephen A., really we've good, already but. blamed them. We've already talked about how bad they were. Marcus, and Stephon Gilmore Marcus. move, to answer the question, Stephon Gilmore move was great when you had Trayvon Diggs on the Can opposite side. Can I get this side. camera a little closer, please? Marcus Spears, I love you to death. But, like, this is a live TV show, and I got to get into commercial break, my friend, so we got to go. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, You know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. You know what it is. My favorite segment of the week. I tell everybody every week, your girl needs a good laugh. So let's just get after it and make it happen. All right. What do you got for me? I'm going to do this right Uh out of the gate. Uh-oh. Give it to me. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Magic Mike, okay. Here we go. Yeah. Now, typical me, I had it both ways with the Rams. The over 54 and the Ram money line. So, I throw that in the equation with Fat Bob in rapid. But how about these two calls that were not called Sunday night at Ford Field? This first one, how is this not a late hit? Take a look at this in the third quarter.
he played great. How is he allowed back in the game? He was out after that first hit. So everything involved, those two calls, and he called two timeouts, McVay, third quarter, that bothered me, though. Those two drove me crazy and caused fat mob and me money. That's what Number one. About. Yeah. That's what it was. Number one. Everyone the else money. was happy for the city of Detroit. Only you. Drought. You're the only one Only you mad about it. I'm right or wrong in the calls. You're right on the No, you were right on the You're right on the Am I right or wrong in the calls, Dave? Can I tell you, you were right. for you? You were you right. You were right on the second call, the holding, the grabbing of uh, Luka Nakua's jersey. The first one, the late hit on Stafford. No, I'm not going for that. How is that not a late no. hit? He got no, knocked no, out. No, no, High and everything. No, no, no. He's okay. following through and then got hit. That's how it goes. No. You're nuts. There's two guys. No. Yeah, 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 sec- the second one, you're right. The second one, you're right. All right. How about, listen, did you know 13 people on Monday night? had to be entered into Buffalo's hospital because of hypothermia. Mm -hmm. Did you know that? Wow, yes. Did the NFL take account of that? The land of the peacock? No, they didn't. (laughs) How are the the Bills Chiefs playing at 7 o'clock on Sunday and the Lions indoors are playing at 3? This is not middle of July. This is mid-January. America is frozen. Frozen! Let <laughs> Buffalo play early and the Lions play late! How is I know it's all about TV, we all know that. But how about the poor fans at Orchard Park who gotta freeze their rear ends off at 10 o'clock at night when it's minus 10 degrees <laughs> and the Lion fan is begging at 3 o'clock in the afternoon? That is ridiculous! Reverse the dawn thing! <laughs> Reverse it. I know Mahomes is TV legend. I understand he's ratings gold. Not the right thing to do. National Football League. Point number two. Point number two. You're 100% right. But I think I'm more impressed with how low you got how with low the you got those, squat. You got you really held it. Knees, you bro. really got the glutes going. You yeah. were re- you were ready. Yeah. You were ready positioned. You were focused. I agree with you that. Got low. The glutes. And, you got the glutes. Got the glutes. You got the glutes. I agree. Got the glutes. And you're 100. You are 100 percent. Can't believe I'm right or wrong. Um. Yes. I will not argue with you, sir. You are Stevie? correct. You are correct. You are correct. Okay. Top two. Okay. Number three. Okay. How about poor Mrs. Krause on Saturday in Chicago? You know about this story. Gary Krause getting honored with the Ring of Honor, and he deserves it. And they're booing him. Booing him. Now, it's easy to kill the fans. Go ahead, kill the fans all you want. You know what I'm going to kill? His little buddy there at the Michigan game in that suite. MJ and Pippen. First off, where are MJ and Pippen at the event? This is the Ring of Honor. Jimmy Johnson was sitting there in Dallas, wasn't he? This is the Ring of Honor at the United Center. Jordan can't show up on a Saturday night. They're not going to do a ring of honor for Jordan and Charlotte. I guarantee you that. Jordan can't show up on a Saturday night when he's being honored with Pippen. The both of them blow it off. That's absurd. And you know why those fans booed for years and years and years and years? Because all Jordan and Pippen ever did was kill Klaus. And Pippen, what are you, nuts? Klaus found you in the NAIA, traded for you, and brought you to Chicago. Not to mention Kukoc. And if you go back to Game 7 in that last run for the Bulls when they won a title, Kukoc bailed the Bulls out. Jordan stunk. They were down 5 with 3 minutes well, left against Indiana in Game low. 7. And Kukoc won the game. Shot. That's a Klaus fine. And he gets booed at, the, at Chicago for that nonsense because Jordan and Pippen can't stand a guy. Thought he was a you know overrated scout when he helped build the team, and they don't show up at Ring of Honor. That was.
is a disgrace. Jordan should be ashamed of himself. Hey, Mike, 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 you know what? You go to Chicago and you let him honor you for a couple minutes, pipping the same thing, and you killing Klaus all these years unceremoniously is the reason why those fans booed Mrs. Klaus. Item three. The knees not are entirely, so not entirely accurate. What's number not one, accurate? number one, let me tell you. Number one, I don't know why I haven't spoken to Jordan about this. I don't know why he did not show up. I thought he should have been there. I said my initial thought process is that he didn't want to be in the same vicinity of Scottie Pippen, and he thought Scottie Pippen would be there and it would be bad. He doesn't want, he doesn't want to be around Scottie Pippen. That's what I thought. Again, I haven't spoken to him about that though. Here's what I would tell you. First of all, it was appalling that that crowd booed Jerry Krause, especially since he's now deceased. His wife, his widow was there. That was, that was, I don't blame Steve Kerr for saying what he said about those Chicago fans one bit. They were wrong and it was inexcusable. However, what happened, everybody needs to understand this about Jerry Krause. Going into the last year, Jerry Krause said, this is it, I don't give a damn what y'all do. You're done. I want it over. So it's not about you know, how he treated Jordan or Pippen or anything like that. It's about to the city of Chicago. Phil Jackson departed. Michael Jordan retired because Krause had said, no matter what you accomplish, this is it. Usually, they give you a chance to fail. He said, I don't care if you go 82-0 and and win the championship. This is it for y'all. That's what Chicago hasn't let go of because they've never enjoyed the success since. And they attribute the years of misery they've incurred outside of an injury to Derrick Rose to Jerry Krause. Again, it's inexcusable what they did the other day. No excuse for that. I completely wholeheartedly agree with Steve Kerr. But let's understand where it emanates from. It's not about how they treated Jordan or Pippen or Phil Jackson. It's about the fact that you ended what they were enjoying mm. no matter what the circumstances were. Well, That's two what things on that, Stevie. Phil left too. He wanted nothing to do with it. He wanted to get out of coaching, get yeah. a break. And if the owner really wanted to keep them together, Reinsdorf, he could have kept them together. He owns the team. So you want to put all the blame on Krauts? Go ahead. There are other two other components there who had something to do well, with Phil, the break about that team too. Here, well, Phil only like wanted to leave crowd. because <laughs> Phil only wanted to leave because you know <laughs> of what Kraus said, and Jordan only left because Phil left and he wasn't going to stay there. Stop giving Jordan a he pass. Said on the last okay, okay, he, okay, said, okay. he said it on the last dance. He said it on the last oh dance. My God. You know we thought is, we could have won it again. Uh, you, how you sat in that suite? That's why you're giving him a pass. I mean, okay. Sweet pass. We I mean, I'm not getting into people's personal relationships. I don't need a pass to get know, to the I don't suite. know anything. I just walked in. It's, it's not they right saw, to boost somebody's they saw was, widow. I'm they saw it with Stephen A. and they let me in. I didn't need a pass. Hey, I'm Molly Caram, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. 
Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Quick take. Stephen A., Mike Tomlin will not be taking his talents elsewhere right now, letting his team know he will fulfill the final year of his contract in Pittsburgh. S.A., your reaction to Tomlin returning? I'm happy because I love the man personally and I love him as a coach. Uh, But, you know, the reality of the situation is he always says the standard is the standard. And his first couple of years, they went to the Super Bowl. First two or three years, they went to the Super Bowl. Uh, They won a Super Bowl. They lost the Super Bowl. One and one. But he hasn't won a playoff game since 2016. Um, And he's had six one-and-done postseasons. And so when you look at it from that perspective, and they haven't won a playoff game in seven years, uh, if he had decided to depart, there's nobody that could blame the, the Steelers for that, despite 17 consecutive seasons or 500 and better. The standard is the standard. Six Super Bowl championships are associated with this franchise. He helped deliver one of them. There's no doubt about it. He's, he should be respected and revered. But there is still accountability that needs to be attached to it. And what has happened in terms of his postseason record is unbecoming of him the winner that I know him to be. So, again, I'm happy he's staying. He's got to get himself a quarterback, um, and he's got to and he's got to turn this thing around because next season will be his last if he doesn't. Yeah, that's the key, finding the quarterback. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. All right, welcome back. We still can't get over the shocking upset Jordan Love and the Packers had over the Cowboys to continue Dallas's unfortunate streak of 28 straight seasons without reaching at least the conference championship game. Listen, Stephen A., Mad Dog, it's tough out here in these streets for certain sports fans, right? We know sure what is. it is. I'm a Giants fan. It was a rough year. But tell me this, especially when you got this guy in your ear, Southern Steve, what are the top five most suffering NFL fan base. All right, here's a little list we put together. I want to get Steve's reaction. I'm going to put it right on the board for you so you see. Number five, top five. Number five was the Cowboys. They've won some Super Bowls, so you can't go any higher. They've won three. I understand it's been 28 years, but, you know, they have had some success in their history. The Bears are four. They only won one championship. They never have a quarterback. They, every year they blow the quarterback decision, whether it's Trubisky, maybe Justin Fields. The Jets, they've won a Super Bowl, too, so you can't put them any higher than number three if you want to go look at it from that standpoint. But we all know how bad the Jets are, the longest streak in the year in the league right now of not making the playoffs. The Vikings have never won a Super Bowl. They've been there four times. They've got routed. The Vikings, I mean, I know they're underrated. People don't think of the Viking fan as being sort of downtrodden. But the Vikings have had a lot of horrific history. And in their Super Bowls, they get blown out. And then number one is the Browns. Uh, I could put the Lions in here, too, but the Lions just won a playoff game. 
So I can't put the Lions in here when they – who knows? Maybe they win it this year. Yeah. The Browns are knocked out. That was a horrific loss by their defense on Saturday. So I'll put the Browns 64 the last time they've won. I'll put them number one. Real Fan quick, Stephen A., the only reason I don't feel horrible for the Jets, though, is they're going to have Aaron Rodgers next year. Fair. And the Browns, Deshaun Watson's hurt. Fair. Right? They had a heck of a year considering. Stephen A.? First of all, I put the Lions in there. The Lions, up until this past week, had had one playoff victory since 1957. What the hell are you talking about? One playoff victory since 1957. They're still that's before alive, you. Stevie. That's before. Still, that's, 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 that, that might have been before you were born. So the bottom line is, is that when I'm thinking that, I'm like, I got to throw them in there. I certainly have to throw the Jets in there because they haven't done anything since Broadway Joe Namath, okay? So I definitely have to throw them in there as well. Those are the two that the really, Bears. really stand out in my mind. Of course, I'll leave the Bears in there. I'd leave the Cowboys in there. I'd leave the Browns in there. What about Washington, the nation's capital? We're talking football. What have they done over the last 30 years? I got to look what, at the nation's capital. What about well. Miami? Uh, Miami, that's long, Well, they, Miami well wait, wait, there's distractions. There's distractions. distractions. There's distractions. There's distractions. There's other things South. to do. They're never miserable in Miami. They are right. You can't be, be that fun. bad. Yeah, the warm weather, you know, you don't get as wrapped up with your football team and beautiful weather. So as a result, you don't put Miami in there. Uh, he's fair about the Lions. He's fair about the Lions. But watch him win the next three games and win it all. Watch no. him happen. They're losing to the San Francisco 49ers NFC Championship game. Well, that's, you know what? That's Why doesn't obvious, Bill but... Belichick go to the Jets and coach Aaron Rodgers next year? Now that's a good idea. That's fascinating.